Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Matt, are you guys optimistic about Justin? You're seeing him throw Friday? Yeah, he's day-to-day. Uh, we'll find out more tomorrow, uh, and we'll see where it is. Because, uh, you know, we just, he started throwing, which is a positive, and we'll see where it is in terms of his functionality. Are you hoping that he could be back Thursday? We'll see where it is. We'll see. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemordu. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yes, indeed. The Great Clips postgame show presented by Telemordu. And uh, that was the voice of uh, of Matt Eberflus. Is he hoping that he can play? <laughs> That's great. Do you want your starting quarterback back? Uh, funny stuff, really. Uh, but what are you going to do? It was uh, one of those kind of games, guys, where, yes, you want the starter back, and let's hope they figure out if he needs a glove or not. That would be good information to learn. <laughs> yeah, we, well, I, you know, you would expect him to be back, right, especially after what, you know, he was throwing out there, uh, and they made him doubtful before this game. You know, when they upgrade him, you're like, okay, uh, maybe he is coming back, and, and, and it'd be good for the Chicago Bears to, to get him out there on the field again. And, and uh, we talked about this, and, I, and I'll just keep saying it, Pat. Put him in an offense that yep. really takes advantage of his strengths instead of trying to say, okay, we're going to have you work on this part of your game. right? We're going to have you process information from the pocket, try to get the ball out faster. Just say, this is what you are right now. right? Here we are. Here we are in week 10. Uh, let's just let's just try to win the football game, right? Our defense playing a little better at home against a bad football team. Let's do what we do best. Uh, let's run the ball. Let's get you on the move. And then every once in a while, we'll take a shot from the pocket. Yeah, and I think it's another thing. If we're going to evaluate Luke Getzey, is he willing to do that? You know what I mean? That, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's one question I want to know. Is he willing to change this offense up? I don't think he has to go back as far as he did last year is making it all that run-centric with him and everything. I think maybe he has enough that he's found out what his strengths are. And do what you're talking about, Olin. So, to me, this is a lot about Luke Getze. And then we also, I would love to hear him, and I, he's probably going to just give a, a, just a boxed answer, but has he learned anything when you go to the bench? Has he learned anything from watching Tyson Bajan? I know nobody wants to hear that. But not really seeing, just seeing somebody else run this offense. What has he learned by, you know, sitting on the sidelines, sitting in meetings and not being the guy? Um, does that help him out at all? That's another question we'll see going forward. Uh, with these final few games, and I hope he is ready Thursday because I do want to watch him back out there. He's more enjoyable to watch. He's he's uh, you know has a chance to score every time he touches the ball, and I think his ceiling is obviously much higher 
than Tyson Bajan. So I, th those are kind of the storylines I want to see when he comes back. And, you know, like I said, I hope it works out for that young man. I hope they figure out to win games and hopefully he can take that next step. And you're hoping he's the answer. You're hoping he's already in the building. You're hoping you don't have to go ahead and draft another young quarterback and wait two or three more years, 30 more starts oh, to figure out if this kid is good. Yeah, you know, I, I, there is something that I, I do want to uh, touch on there, Mullen, and, and I'd like to get Pat's opinion on it too, and yours. But when I played, I, I, I got the most out of Pat watching myself play. Yes, well, yes. But that I mean going back and studying my film, my mm -hmm. mistakes, what I have to work on, and then – I got a lot out of studying guys like Tom Nalen, right, the, yep. the, the center for the Broncos, or, or guys whose game was like mine, smaller centers who had to win with quickness, angles, and leverage, right? So all I'm saying is th this thought of what did you learn from uh, watching Bajan, I I'm th I'm think Fields' answer is nothing, right? I yep. think his answer would be, I, 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 would, I would hope from my point of view is he studied his film, right, yep. the, the games he played in. And then went and pulled film on guys that he likes to match his game after, right? Mm -hmm. And even older films can help. Even guys who have retired already. You go ask, ask the guys in the video room for Michael Vick film or whoever yep. you want to find. Yep. And ask them and watch them and see what they're doing with their game because your game is a lot like theirs and see they, how they handle the problems that you are going through. Right. I, I think the one question I would ask is in – like it's more situational football, third and six, a read or something like that. Like, what did you see in that situation compared to another quarterback? It doesn't have to say Tyson Bajan. If it was, if it was Peterman in there, excuse me, <clears throat> it was Peterman in there. What did you see and like, why did he run the play that way? And I only to go back to that's that's what made you great that you studied that much and I learned a lot from you because I followed you, you know, and studied God, whatever. But um, but my biggest thing is, what did what. What would I do in that situation if I was sitting there right now? Well, you know, while you're sitting in that, that meeting room, right? You're sitting there watching it and you're seeing some other quarterback run your offense or run that offense and what Getsy's kind of telling you and he sees something but you saw it a different way. Does that maybe just kind of change his outlook on things? Does that maybe make him think about a play differently or a situation differently? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I think it's unfortunate that Chris Collinsworth suggested. Yeah. Yeah, you I, know, that, what, I didn't that, want to go that way. I wasn't trying well, to say that. I was just more of like when you break down tape or you're watching another right, player right. and you're just watching that offense run. He probably did the same thing in preseason when the other quarterbacks were playing. You sit there and you're like, ooh, he saw that. I would never have seen it that way. Or he made the wrong decision. You know, just different things like that. that you, right. The more tape you watch, the better you're going to get. And you, you know, and then you also learn more situational football. Um, let's get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Patrick is on the north side. Hey, Patrick. Yeah, this this one for the offense and one for the defense. Let's start with the uh, offense. Uh, Bajan, I think he got kind of baited there on the, uh, a couple of those interceptions, especially that first one. And and, and uh, DJ Moore, it had to be his worst game of the year with the uh, with the ball. The guy wiped the ball out of his hands, and then uh, the touchdown. I think he should have caught, you know. And then the, on on defense, Eddie Jackson, Alvin Kamara, the goal line. He's stealing money. That guy been stealing money for years. I mean, he had a chance to take him down on the five yard line, and he just whipped. He just let him go. Did you see the play? He just let him go. <laughs> I think he was going for the ball. And that, that, to me, there's situations where you want to go for the ball, and there's one you got when you want to get him down. The red zone there, I mean, unless it's an easy punch out like the one that did happen to DJ Moore that you know you can get, 
you, you, you go for that. But in that situation, to me, that, that's just wrap him up and tackle. But it looked like to me, Jalen Johnson came in and tried to knock it out first, right? And then Eddie Jackson should have just been there to wrap up the tackle. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, I, that uh, Paul uh, Adubo, is that how you say his name? Number 29 yeah. for yeah. the Saints. What yeah, a game that was, game. right? I mean, yeah. uh, that, that is, a, a, you know, punching the ball out, getting in interceptions. Uh, yeah, it was, it was clinic, uh, uh, you know, Obviously, we, we talk about our former teammate a lot, but yeah. uh, Charles Tillman has changed the way defenders play the game, right? And, 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 and it changed even, you know, sometimes on the other end, right, where they're all going for the punch, uh, sometimes when you shouldn't be going for the punch, mm-hmm. when you should be going for the tackle. But, um, and, you know, I'm sure Coach Flues is, is preaching that, right? They're working on that every day. They want to get the ball out. They want to get turnovers in this Tampa 2-type defense. It's huge for them. So um, it's being taught. But but like you guys are saying, it's critical to know uh, what situ by situational football where you are. One guy goes for the punch. One guy has to tackle. Uh, and congratulations, by the way, to Taysom Hill. We talked to Jeff Duncan before the game, and he told us that uh, that he needed uh, one more. Uh, he needed his tenth uh, reception touchdown, which he got. So he becomes the fifth player in NFL history with at least ten pass passing touchdowns, 10 receiving touchdowns, and 10 rushing touchdowns uh, in his career. And he's the first since Frank Gifford in 1964. Good God, that's like 60 years. The previous four players, all in the Hall of Fame. So hmm. Tyson, or Taysom, start working on your speech. <laughs> the game is he changing. Is, he's a fascinating guy to watch, yes. Pat. He, is. he really yes. is. And. And they run uh, basically what I ran in Pop Warner when he's on the field, right? They run like a single wing version of power with the quarterback leading power and putting your biggest defensive lineman at fullback, right? It, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's, uh, I run that in high school right now, right? I would just run a version of like a tackle over power and I, you dare people to stop it. So, but, but the thing with him is he can throw a short little pass to the back of the end zone like he did today. Yeah, it's, it's Olin, one of the biggest, you said the biggest compliment you can give somebody in football, right? Did you call him a football player? That guy mm-hmm. is a football player. To be able to do that, put your name against those guys, the game has changed now. So I don't know if anybody will ever do that again. I'm sure somebody will at some point. But back then, it was seems like you know guys were playing all different positions all the time. But that, that's just the epitome of a football player. Being able to put your name next to those greats and to be able to accomplish that, be a receiver, running back, and quarterback, that's, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Let, let's mm-hmm. try John. John's from Algonquin. Hey, John. Hey, guys, I just want to say uh, Fields is a starting quarterback. Bajan is a backup quarterback. Uh, if this organization going forward, if they're planning on changing the the uh, coaching staff, then you hold off on Fields' uh, contract and see what the new coaching staff wants to do. But if you're going to keep this crappy coaching staff <laughs> then you gotta let fields go so he could shine somewhere else and then go forward from there but uh i like fields i think he's a great quarterback but that's what has to be done i uh he, when you go into the draft pick from there but you have to decide on your coaching staff and you got to change that thanks guys that's GM John right there, run, yeah. running the Bears. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> what's you know, what's the, what's the, you, you, 
Go ahead, Pat. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to what's the chances of keeping him and then drafting a quarterback and going from there? Having two guys on yeah. your roster, you know, the rookie, you know, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've, how many years have we been waiting for a quarterback? Why not have two high draft picks figured out, trade them away, and, and go from there? You put yourself in position now. You're going to have two very high first-round draft picks. Right. I don't know. I just, it's it maybe out of the box, but is that a, is that something that's crazy? That you kept Justin Fields for one more year and then drafted a kid high and let them battle it out? No, I just, I just think it's it's not as hard as everyone's making it out to be, right? And it's kind of like, okay, we know what Bajan is right now, right? He, yeah. he, he's he's a backup quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Now, if he doesn't stop turning the ball over, he won't even be that, right? So mm-hmm. we know he has to improve on that. And we know right now what Justin Fields is, right? He is not the guy, the Chicago Bears, he's someone we have to see more from, right? He is not who the Chicago Bears are going to hitch their wagon to right now. He has to play better when he comes back. Like, we all know that just from watching him play uh, the last two years. And and, and all the arguments are true. Uh, Has he had a ton of talent around him? No. But when you watch him play, like the first part against the Vikings before he got hurt, that's not enough for a starting quarterback, right? He was not playing well in that game. He was not seeing the blitzes. So uh, all of a sudden, we're worried about a game, and now we got to see, okay, Getsy, will you show us in a Lamar in Lamar's early part of his career type offense to see if we can win with this, right? That's that's the, that's the only question left. Can he develop through that kind of offense? Because we know if you put him in an Aaron Rodgers type Green Bay Packers, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know Shanahan type offense, he struggles. So I don't know why this is becoming this argument of we don't know what we're seeing, right? Like we're we're we're, we're seeing exactly what we're seeing and we're saying what we're saying. And, and they have two quarterbacks, and you can play – one is not – both are not playing well right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's frustrating, frankly, to, uh, to, mm-hmm. to kind of continuing to see uh, – I mean, I don't know – I'm not here to badmouth Luke Getze, but, you know, when he spoke even uh, at the podium during the week, he said something about how, you know, the offense has been successful with uh, – with Tyson Page, it's almost I, – I wonder if he prefers him because he can do his thing even if his thing isn't working. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe that team, and they said on the broadcast, had a real hard time against uh, running quarterbacks. And so you saw them take advantage of that. And I want to say that uh, it was something like 70 yards rushing, something like that for, for Page, and he got some yards on the ground – and and you couldn't help but wonder if 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 Fields were there, couldn't he have run for like 150 yards if that were the case? <laughs> well, the biggest question. Well, well they would have played what, him what totally different, this, right, Pat? Yeah, you, they would. But would he have called the, the same game plan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Right>. That's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It it just uh, right. drives you nuts. All right, let's try. Uh, uh, Daryl is listening in Virginia. Hey, Daryl. Hi, guys. Just my point is. It, you know, is about the uh, play sequencing, sequencing, especially before, right before that first pick. Luke Getzey thought he was coaching TB12 instead of TB17, <laughs> in my opinion. When you, when, when even Matt Ryan said, "Well, they're running the game, running the ball pretty good to the right," he was alluding to run the ball, support, help out your rookie quarterback. But no. Getsy just wanted to keep the kid firing the ball all over the field and, and, and scrambling. When he could have settled things down, when you had the lead, 
to to run the ball more. And I think that's when the rails came off. They started to make adjustments on uh, Bajit, and he couldn't uh, 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 get the ball into those windows because they were crashing in. And to mitigate that, you start, you keep them off balance. Am I right, Ola? And you run the run the mm-hmm. ball a little more. That's that's my mm-hmm. comment. And um, you know, I don't think they guess he did a good job sequencing the uh, calls for, for his quarterback. Now that, that this is the new, I, I'll say it again. This is the Saints' identity on defense, right? They do play really bad in the first half, and they come out and play better defense in the second half. And that's why, I, like the caller is saying, and even I thought. I would love to see the numbers running to the right and running to the left. Now, sometimes you have to be clear here. Sometimes you run to the left, Pat, like you know, because you're double team on the right side, right? You're trying to hit that that double team backside, right? You're trying to let those two guys double up to the linebacker. My only problem was they were running outside zone. It's hard to get back to those two guys. I thought when they ran to the right in that half, and they did get stopped a couple times, but, man, were they getting movement. Uh, There was a play... Uh, in the third quarter, I think it was about nine minutes left. <clears throat> it was a first and 10. They're about on the 49. And they ran the, the D line for the Saints. I mean, the Bears' oh. old line ran them about, I don't know, it looks about like seven yards off the ball. <laughs> so uh, you give Darnell Wright the one on one block, you let everybody else double team. And I thought that was going well, and I thought they went away from it. Yeah. And the other thing is, in last year, really, when, <clears throat> when the Bears were in the situation, say down seven. Down, down three or four or whatever. Luke Getzey seemed to always just keep running the ball, right? Last year, it just seemed like mm-hmm. you'd hear the commentator like, wow, they're still running the ball. They're down seven. They're just running the ball. And they just wanted to keep the game close. That second half, I said they had four series when they're down by seven points. They had two interceptions and one, you know, fumble from the pocket. So that's that's them still trying to throw the ball. So to me, that's a little different identity of what Getzey would do in the past. I was kind of shocked they put a little too much on Bajan's plate, in my opinion, to try to win the game in the second half. With that running offense, I mean, they averaged 4.9 yards per rush for the game. Mm. To me, that's something that they should have leaned on that, tried to eat the clock and just say, hey, if we're going to get this game, let's get it down and tie it up or whatever. Maybe Cairo can hit a, a game-winning field goal. It was a little shocking to me to see um, Luke Getze lean on Tyson Bajan as much as he did. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a tied game going into the fourth quarter. So yeah. that that is uh, a good point, Pat. All right. Um, we're going to get back to your phone calls. 312-644-6767. You are listening to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew here on The Score, Chicago Sports Radio 670. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As loud as we've heard it today, third down and ten. Bajan has time. Now finds a wide open commit at the 25, and he bulldozes his way forward for a first down. Cole Komet has made some big plays today, and that's another one, getting 11 on third and ten. Yeah, Cole Komet did a great job here, but he took a shot, Matt, at the end of this. And I just love the patience of Bajan and the discipline to check the football down as the game is starting to get into that tight time where you feel like you got to fit in a throw, trust in the check down, giving Cole Komet a chance to go get a first down in space. Excellent discipline from a young quarterback. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Oh, yes, indeed. It's time for Who's Hot and Who's Cold. And uh, Cole Komet, 16 catches last two games. He's had four career multi-TD games. He had one, uh, the fourth one uh, today. So he is hot. And who's cold? Well, the man who's quickly earning the nickname Common. That, of course, would be Valus Jones, as in Common Cold. Sponsored by Plumbers 911 Plumbing Emergency. Call the plumbing professionals available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. Mean-spirited? Maybe. No. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking a good nickname for him uh, might be something like um, Mittert. In other words, mild infection of the upper respiratory tract, a.k.a. cold. But I settled on common. (laughs) Wherever you're going. (laughs) (laughs) He, at one point, I, I uh, heard from someone who suggested he was about to win the game for them and that he, uh, he had a, what looked like a fumble, but mercifully they rolled in a <laughs> drop pass. <laughs> I guess I was hoping for the young man that, that he was going to win the game and, and hoping for all of us. We could all use a win uh, from the Chicago Bears there. But, uh, they, you know, they try to throw him that. And, and, and you know, he's got to hold on to the ball, but DJ Moore doesn't make the block either, right? So there's a lot going on obviously in that play but like we talked about pat with someone like that it's like the details are never there right it's never there on that play never functioning the way it's supposed to function eventually in the nfl you have to take your blame for that and ask yourself why doesn't any play i'm in work the right way Hmm. yeah like was he's not volume right you don't need more volume no 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 no. like was he supposed to take two or three more steps to the ball you know what i mean was he at the the spot the little the little details like that i don't know Maybe maybe the guy made a great play. Maybe DJ Moore wasn't there. But to me, you said it earlier. The biggest question is why is that not going to DJ Moore? Right. Like why is like when I talked in the pregame, like there should be a a menu of plays that just say DJ Moore gets the ball. Right. That's one that's simple. That you line him up there, you throw him the ball, have somebody else block for DJ Moore. Most likely, DJ Moore is going to catch it. He's going to have a good chance of breaking that tackle and getting a positive gain. I, I, I hey. 
I'm all about preseason, getting everybody touches and figuring all that stuff out. But this is about winning games, getting into right. your your best players' hands. Put it, give it to DJ Moore. Like I just those, those plays just don't make sense to me, and we see too many of those. We see one or two or three pop yeah, up not, every week, and you just scratch your head. Yeah, we're not even talking just about Jones, right? There was that yeah. that quick screen to Darrington Evans, right? Yes. Like, on the same, yeah. on the other side, and empty again was DJ Moore, or even just someone like Mooney, right? So it seems like we got we're always got this uh, Trent Taylor faking a sweep or, or whatever it may be, and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Let's uh, get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. John is in the south suburbs. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Super frustrated with uh, Luke Getze. And it doesn't matter, you know, who our quarterback is. He refuses to coach to the talent that we have on this team. We led the entire league in rushing last year. We, the, our offensive line, who, who actually had a good game, but they're great at run blocking. Our running backs were getting like seven yards a carry. And in the second half, he refused to stick with the run and go with the play action, and he just wanted to go back and run his offense. And he put this rookie quarterback in a horrible position where he's trying to drop back like he's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. He's a rookie. And an undrafted rookie at that. I don't care how many years he started in college. And you got him dropping back, trying to, to read these defenses. And, and then what you do is you allow the Saints to get out of man-to-man defense, which they had to do in the first half, to commit more blockers, I mean, to commit more tacklers to the run. And that's how Bajant was able to run for yards because the, the corners are running with the receivers. Now they're dropping in the zone because they know that we're trying to drop back and, and throw the football all over the yard, and they're picking him off left and right. And he just refuses to do it. He wouldn't do it with Justin Fields. Now he won't do it with Bajent. You have to coach to your talent. We can run the ball, run the ball. And this isn't some, you know, ooh, this is Chicago Bears, run the football. No, it's one, do what you're good at, then play action, and then you get your chunk plays off of that. And it's just ridiculous to me why he refuses to do it. Coach to your talent. Thanks, John. Mm-hmm. John makes a good him? point, guys, yeah. because yeah. Um, yeah. look, like the the play we're talking about, right? The screen of the screen to Vilas Jones, and and it's on first and ten, right after the New Orleans Saints take a seven point mm-hmm. lead, right? It's on first and ten, and we're putting DJ Moore in motion, and then we're gonna have DJ Moore block for Vilas Jones out there. It's just kind of. Uh, you know, a lot of some of the game. I'm not saying it's all on Getzey. Uh, obviously, yeah. he has a, yeah. a a rookie quarterback who's a free agent. Uh, you know, he has a backup quarterback in the game. But plays like that do make you question uh, at that critical moment in the game. Do you not have a section that says DJ Moore on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I have a section that says, okay, these are the plays I got to get the ball in this guy's hands. And you know, I know he's fumbled and, and dropped the, the touchdown in the end zone. But I still got to count on a guy that I that I traded for. Uh, that's probably my best player on offense. Yeah, and then, yeah, I'll give praise to Luke Getz in the first half, right? That that first half looked great, but you also got to give praise to Tyson Bajan. He ran it very well. And John had another good point of saying he ran that offense like he had Aaron Rodgers back there, and that's what it kind of looked like in the second half. He ran it like he had Aaron Rodgers in the Superdome. That you know was an impossible, a really hard place to play. But again, you can't you got to put blame on Beijing as well. Those two poorly thrown balls were behind the receivers. 
you can't have that. You can't have him holding the ball as long as he did. And again, that is goes back. John made great points that that's coaching to the talent you have. You have to recognize the situation where you are. Let's not put it on Tyson Bajet. He got us here to keep us in the game. He had a darn good first half. Let's figure out a way to get out of here without having him have to win the game when you have a DJ Moore and an offensive running game like you do. Let's try Jason. Jason's in Chicago, and he uh, was inspired today watching the Saints. Hey, Jason. Uh, hey. Um, uh, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Uh, I just think that uh, we need a draft, you know, with one of those top draft picks, draft a quarterback. And I think we should use uh, Justin Fields the, the exact same way. Keep Justin Fields, use him the exact same way that the Saints used uh, Taysom Hill. Hmm. I, I, I don't think Justin Fields would like that very much, to no, be honest with no. you. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's interesting, right, Pat? You, you talked about, uh, well, I asked the question uh, also, why not keep both, right? Why not draft yeah. a quarterback and keep yeah. Justin Fields? Because we, we seem to be constantly looking for a quarterback, right? But um, it's, an, it's an interesting, I, I don't know. Um, what to do right now? I know right now that that the way this season is going, the way it looks with the quarterback play from anybody for the Chicago Bears, you are probably looking at drafting somebody with one of those high draft picks. Yeah, if you're building a fantasy team, I would keep him on my team, right? I mean, he's such an athlete, such a great football player, and can do so many things different ways. I'm just not sold on him being a quarterback yet, but hey, I'd keep him. If we're building a fantasy team, John or Jason, let's do it. I'll put him and line him up all different places and we can have fun with that. But I just don't think in the in the NFL in today's world that would work. The Bears are two and seven and um, they've got a lot of season left. Okay. It's mm-hmm. we you know we hit the halfway mark of the season at halftime. And things looked pretty good at halftime. You thought that, you know, they might have a chance in that game and they were playing better than maybe anticipated. But there there are a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns that will happen over the course of an NFL season. It, it's going to be really interesting. I know everyone wants to push fast forward and see where they're going to draft and, and how bad Carolina is going to be, etc. I I don't know that there is any way of determining any of that stuff until you get toward the end of the season. I mean, who who would have thought that the Bears would have had the first overall pick last year? It took like a remarkable victory uh, by Houston to, to push the Bears into that spot. So I, I agree with what you said earlier, Pat. I think that it's clear the Arizona Cardinals aren't going anywhere and are going to try no. to lose. But, but Carolina is going to try to win as the year goes on. They'll try to win some games at the end of the year so they look like they didn't make a terrible mistake at the quarterback position. And uh, and they got no incentive to try to help the Bears. Um, it, it's just an awkward position to be in. And I think there's a lot you need to know yet about Justin Fields. And when you say that, people get mad. And they say, haven't you seen enough? Haven't you seen uh, enough watching him the last couple of years? I don't think we have. I think there's still more information that they need to figure out, and and part of that comes down to how they want to put game plans together. Yeah, and to me, guys, I'm just scrolling through the rest of the schedule. So they have Carolina Panthers on Thursday, right? Then you have Detroit twice in three or four weeks with the bye, who are, is a winning team. you got Minnesota with a backup quarterback. The Cleveland Browns defense, I do want to see Justin Fields go against Cleveland again, just with that defense, how good they are. Then they have the Cardinals, Falcons, and the Packers. 
that's just, you know, it's a good opportunity for maybe get a couple wins and, and get going. But as far as evaluating Justin Fields, I think you've got three games left that are pretty darn good defenses they've got to face that would be a good way to evaluate them. And um, hopefully he can step up and, and show something for himself. But uh, I do think with that schedule, the way it looks and the way the Bears have played of late, I know they're only two and three now instead of two and two and two, but oh uh, they might be able to get some more wins going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be interesting watching this team as they go along and what actually comes of the quarterback situation. I think it's pretty clear uh, where they are with the quarterback situation right now, right? It's not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why there's this, like, question out there about uh, what they have to do and who they have to keep and, and, and everyone acting like it's Fields versus Bajan, which is not at all, right? No. It's uh, Fields versus whoever the highest, uh, where, <laughs> if we have a high pick, if we right. can take a quarterback there. So mm-hmm. uh, right now, it hasn't been good enough with the quarterback play. Uh, where this pass rush goes will tell us what the, what the Bears need on defense. I will say this in a, in a second half. Uh, the, it was the first time I saw the Chicago Bears able to just play zone coverage and get pressure on a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time this season the defensive line got pressure. I think it was a third and eight when yep. Sweat actually hit Carr's hand, right? And they were in cover two or co- I think it was cover three, actually. They were in cover three. It's the first time I saw, and they sat in that zone coverage all second half. And I think that the Saints were almost like, like five for six in the first half and one for six in the second half. So uh, they got to finally play the defense that Flues likes to play with that guy sweat on the field. So that was a big change. And all I'm, the only reason why I say that is this, guys. All you did was add talent to one mm-hmm. side of the ball, and it changed it. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, apparently, uh, Jalen Johnson in the postgame locker room said that uh, he was pleased that Montez Sweat got paid, that Sweat mm-hmm. is a great player and deserved it. So I don't know mm-hmm. if we were expecting him to be jealous about it or whatever, but um, – it was interesting. I hope he's motivated, right? I yes. hope he's yeah. motivated, yes. sure. right? I hope I, uh, I've talked about how Brian Robinson and R.W. McCorders got paid the year I came up. And they, they were my teammates in the locker room. And he motivates you to play mm-hmm. harder, play good. For, and, you, you know, hopefully you don't make a Gatorade bottle bazooka and point <laughs> it at the general manager's <laughs> office. Right, Pat? Oh, man. <laughs> Molly, I know we, oh, we, that story has to come up at some point. That's oh. going to be, when I don't write my book, that's going as a complete chapter. Was that, was that Robinson or, or R-Dub? Oh, no, no, no. He, we, so in, in our O-line, real, real quick, we had Gatorade bottles. You get bored, right? You have the tape and pre-wrap and all that stuff. And we built it. It was, it, it was Big Cat, wasn't it? Big, Big Cat, Cat did it. Yeah. And at first, it kind of looked like a big giant joint. And then we turn it in to make it look like a bazooka. You took another big piece of tape and you you put like a, a strap around it. Well, we'd have walkthrough uh, before before practice. And while all this contract stuff is going on, you're hearing about a little bit in the building. And Olin goes out there. And I think it was a kind of a colder day, right, Olin? I think you just had shorts and a T-shirt on. And you're out there right in front of Jerry Jones's office, right there about the 30-yard line. Jerry Angelo. Jerry, yeah, that would be, be a good flight down there. Um, in front of Jerry Angelo's office. Laying on the ground, just picture this, laying on the ground with the bazooka on his back, pointed up at Jerry Angelo going, when are you going to pay me? When are you going to pay me? When are you going to pay me? Oh, my God. That's awesome. So we're all walking out. I wouldn't out suggest like the whole... that for Jaylon. Uh, Molly, I wouldn't suggest 
uh, no. that tactic for Jalen Johnson, you know, if he wants to get paid. <laughs> but it was so I, well I'm done. I'm the guy who could give you advice because I can tell you don't do the things I did. You know? No, wait, 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 wait. It worked. It worked, right? It worked later. I, I, I got paid last, and I have to go to free agency. So it worked a little late, yeah? Oh, God. Oh, my That's goodness. Awesome. But, Molly, hold on. Before we go to break, I know yeah, we got to go to break. Yeah. So, Olin gets out there early to do it. So, he's kind of like by himself. Maybe there's like three or four other O-linemen. So, he's starting that. The rest of the 53 guys are walking out while this is going on. They're like, what the heck is going on, coaches as well? <laughs> so, it was perfectly executed. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's unbelievable. I, got, I, got, I, I was talking to R.W. McQuarters one time. And, and oh, he God. had he had a tattoo across his stomach that said franchise. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, you know, that's French interesting. Fries. Yeah. And that's what he said. He said that when he was in San Francisco, they started calling him French fries. Yes. Because and, but how do you tell that story? How do you share that with a media member? I, I, I was just standing there. Giggling. I couldn't believe it that oh. he told me that story. <laughs> What, what one of one of the funnest teammates I've ever had, Pat. Oh, yes. God, really yes. just an Character. interesting guy. He loves yes. playing football. I mean, uh, I'm not surprised, Molly, he told you that because he had a he had a humble for a guy who had franchise yeah. on his stomach. Yep. He was he was uh, <laughs> he was oddly humble. You know That's what I mean? a good way to put it. Oddly humble. Oh, yep. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's the Great Clips Post Game Show presented by Tullamore 2 on Chicago oh. Sports Radio 6 7 of the score. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought our team played extremely well, um, which is why it's so embarrassing just because, you know, one score game, lose a turnover battle by that amount, um, it's embarrassing. But um, it's part of the game, and I'm just looking forward to building and learning uh, from this experience. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Ha Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yes, indeed, it's the Great Clips postgame show presented by Telemore Dew. And uh, 
that was young Tyson Bagent uh, at the podium after the game, embarrassed by the uh, the turnovers and uh, and his performance. Uh, that's rough for a young guy to to feel mm-hmm. that way. And I know uh, it was making it was trending on on Twitter or X, whatever it's called, that. Um, that they uh, that apparently uh, was it Boomer at halftime said that uh, that if he keeps playing like this he's going to have to remain in the uh, the starting quarterback position. Well, he didn't keep playing like that, so I think we're talking about a uh, a very quick turnaround for the Bears. They will be back at home against the uh, against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday night and uh, excuse me on, on uh, Thursday night and maybe by then uh, the quarterback uh, Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback we'll uh, we'll wait to figure that out but it's a very quick turnaround obviously guys yeah I, I'm looking here at his stats and Olin you made a great point <clears throat> that say if Justin Fields let's say hypotheticals out for two more weeks if you continue to turn the ball over like this, you know, against the Vikings, he had that one interception. Beats the yep. Raiders with no interceptions. Yep. Two against the Chargers, three against the Saints. It's hard to put a guy out there for the rest of your teammates that you know is going to turn the ball over like that. Like if he starts against Carolina, say if he has to play two more weeks for some odd reason that Justin Fields' thumb doesn't heal upright, can you keep putting him out there or do you got to put Peterman out there? I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, because you um, – it'd be hard to, to put a guy out there that keeps throwing the ball to the other team two and three times a game. It is. It is hard to do that. And, and I, yeah. I, I think, you know, Getsy, I don't think he had a terrible game like we're talking about. I think when the Saints went up seven, mm-hmm. I think he didn't call a great game at yeah. that point. Yeah. And that's when he thought he could put the game on Bajan's right arm, right? I think that's the moment where – I think that's the time in this game everyone's talking about. Right after they went up seven, when they came out, we threw that, um, we threw that screen to uh, Vitas Jones, and then he threw his first pick, and then he threw a pick right after that on third down, coming out on the next drive, right? And it's just, that's the part where you're like, man, wh- why did you do that? And then for Bajan, it's just kind of on, on that pick he threw uh, over the middle that he was trying to hit Scott on, uh, just check it down to your tight end in the flat uh, there. And, and if he doesn't get the first down, kick it away. Uh, yeah. field position. It's just for him to learn from, Pat. And like mm-hmm. you're saying, if he can't in that set of games, that is what this was going to hold this guy back, right, from what yeah. we've yeah. seen so far. He has to improve on. You cannot, like your defense, right at that moment, somebody needs to pull him inside and say, look, our defense is kind of taking over this game. Derek Carr looks rattled in the pocket. They're not moving the ball uh, here in the headset. Uh, if, if this is not there, if they drop everybody in coverage again, Check the ball down. We'll punt it away and hopefully get good field position to tie this game up. So that's the part of the game I think that really frustrated everybody who's watching it and frustrated Bajan. That's that to me when he's talking about an embarrassing interception. I think he's talking about the one to Tyler Scott over the middle. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we want to send out a thank you to Aurelio's Pizza for delivering some great food for today's game. Download the Aurelio's app and start earning rewards. Visit aureliospizza.com to order from the nearest location close to you. Aurelio's Pizza, it is the sauce. And uh, and thanks to Alex Kuhn, who was our uh, producer for this show. Really enjoyed uh, a chance to break down the game with you guys. Uh, Olin, you're on tomorrow, right? Seven in the morning, man. Seven in the morning with you and David. 
Yes, like clockwork. And uh, Patrick, you're on mm-hmm. later in the week, I believe, right? Yep, Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll be on Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. And then everyone has to be on mm-hmm. Friday because Friday is Monday because Thursday is Sunday. Right? Oh, that's right. It's a whole different week know. for you guys. Different week I don't for everybody. Know if that works. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a <laughs> weird one. I'm sure we'll get Mark Grody involved somehow. Yes. What a that barn is. burner we got this Thursday night, guys. Get ready for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> the draft pick uh, game, right? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah start, hey, hey, Mitch has got to start paying us time and a half for this analyst work for the Bears, right? <laughs> <laughs> Combat pay, if this keeps up. All right, guys, have a great one. Don't forget that the post-game post show with Anthony Heron will be following us. We also have about some audio from your guy, Matt Eberflus, so – so stay tuned. Nothing is ending. We're just saying uh, arrivederci, if you will. I don't know why we'd say that, but uh, but that's it. Aloha. How about that? Portland? There we go. Mm, I like Thank that. You. Aloha and mahalo. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> have a great ho. one. Ahui ho. <laughs> hey, don't get dirty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's just we meet again. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't bazooka time, guys. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> it is the uh, the great clips post game show presented by Tullamore Dew on Chicago. There's my Stadium. money. Six seventy. The score. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.